Justin, before we started recording, you were asking me. I just got a, I got a, I got a big tattoo on my arm. You go, big old tattoo. And you were asking me about it. Yeah. And I was going to bring it up, but not necessarily to talk about it as a tattoo, but to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Good start. Good starting point. You had me at Lord of the Rings and well, tattoo because I actually well, did ask you about it. So I, you had me at the beginning. Okay, I'm good. Because Lord of the Rings was the last thing I said. Um, so I'm glad I said that. <laughs> um, because in part, this is a Lord of the Rings tattoo. I know this is an audio medium. So me showing you my tattoo isn't going to be like make for great audio. But um, as you can see here on my forearm, you have Ooh. the broken uh sword of gondor right and wrapped around it is this elven this text in cinderin that says my friends you bow to no one which is uh, of course what aragorn says at the end of the lord of the rings return of the king and so the question i was going to pose to you is what if any are your favorite quotations from the Lord of the Rings. So you said that the first thing that popped up to my mind, in my mind, yeah. the first thing is, yeah. what have I got in my pockets? <laughs> and it's not quite the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, but string what? or nothing. I'm thinking what? string or nothing. Yeah. What what a what a way to get out of that one. You know, uh, Tolkien wrote himself into a corner, and he's like, you know what? There's only one way I can get out of this, and that's the the old riddle. What have I got in my pockets? Um, I like how even I think. Bilbo in the in the movie he's like this is stupid riddle it's not a riddle <laughs> yeah, he's care. like he literally doesn't think it's gonna work and the golf like goes along with it he's like yeah, oh, okay yeah. fine yeah sure um <laughs> but so is that your favorite quote from Lord of the Rings it is it makes me sob like a baby when it comes up in the movies um I, and by that point I'm already like um I'm pretty close to crying really hard. Yeah. I, when I start crying at the end of the Lord of the Rings, uh, kind of like really varies depending on what mood I'm in. I will start crying as early, as early as when Sam tells Frodo that he doesn't think there's going to be a return journey, which Aww. is like maybe yeah. 45 minutes before the movie ends. When do you think they made that realization? Well, but isn't that what it like? Is it? No, no, no. But like, do they know that the whole time or like? And was there a certain point like trekking across Mordor when they're like, listen, this is it. We ain't coming back. I don't know. Cause what, isn't it like, uh, Sam says like, there's not gonna be enough for a return journey. And then Frodo's like, there's not gonna be a return journey. And they have this moment. And then like later, then Frodo who like finally gets all this hope. And he's like trying to drink the water, last of the water out of their fucking bottle. Yeah. And and by the way, he the spills one. like 90% of it on his face. I would I mean, be so like, fucking pissed. <laughs> like, so I know in that moment he's in a dire situation, <laughs> but I would just be like, put your mouth around the bottle. <laughs> be like, I'll kind of lick it up. Like, I don't, like, this is all we have. Um, I mean, like, like, I'll start crying there, or I'll start crying when Frodo's saying that he can't remember the taste of strawberries. Um, or I'll start crying. Uh, when they all show up again and he like realizes like Gandalf is alive. Um, but the kicker for me, the thing that makes me audibly go like, is, um, in my tears is when, uh, he, he says, my friends, you bow to no one. And then he bows and then everyone else bows to them. It's a pretty good moment. That, I mean, that's a, that's a, that is a pretty strong moment. Um, I think like in the, in the Lord of the Rings, Mm-hmm. There's only one like moment in an action sequence where I like feel like with the swell of the music and everything that happens, like it just like a perfect like emotional moment for me in a battle scene. Is it when 
when he's like, that only counts as one? Or no, 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 no. Like, like, like a <laughs> like good, actually like, a good emotional. Yeah, like yeah. a good emotional. Like you feel that, like, like the like that. Everything swells at the right time, and that's in the two towers. Gandalf comes over the ridge. Oh my gosh! Yes, I mean, if we're thinking about me, like the perfect build the, of anything, and yeah. I think, I think, I, I don't know if we like. I, we've probably talked about this at one point. I feel like the return of the king should have been two movies and they should have slowed the fuck down in a lot of it <laughs> because yeah, they go yeah. so quick with so much of that stuff. And I think specifically the second half, like some really cool moments are just like, they happen just, I want more time with this stuff to really like build those emotional moments. And they drops, they drop some stuff. Like it's interesting. Like I had not rewatched them for a long time um, until Elena asked to watch them. This was, I don't know, two years ago. Uh, and like, I did not realize that what's her name? Uh, Eowyn, the, the woman who kills the, the witch King, Mm -hmm. she goes like, I am no man. And then stabs it in the face and then it dies. And it's like an incredible moment. And then she's just gone. Never (laughs) again. Like, she's just not really in the movie anymore. But like at that point she had her victory. That's all she needs. I guess. But then she doesn't. And I, I understand also that, you know, obviously with King Theoden dying, mm. uh, she's got to be in charge of Rohan. Um, but like you'd think that she would at least want to like gear up and go fight as well at the end. I don't know. It just seemed like it's like she's I mean, gone now. She's pretty capable, apparently. Clearly. I just realized this is going to be yeah. nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones aped Return of the King with how they deal with uh, the uh, Night King. Does that happen? I mean, almost. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, you should your tattoo. uh, It's awesome, by the way. Thank you. Like going back to that. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Um, How long did it take? How much? How 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 many pricks did you feel? Um, Are you done with it? You going back for more? So it's done. Uh, It's like really gross and peeling like off in droves right now. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so it was two days. It was uh, about three hours. for. So basically, I got the sword done first on the forearm. Um, and so that was about three hours. And then uh, that, w- that was okay. I basically, I was sitting up in the chair. Uh, this tattoo shop has, like, TVs. And basically, they just, like, toss you the, the um, remote. And they're like, put something on. Which is, like, a very... That's an intense vibe check. It's not like um, 275, you know? <laughs> the, the basic cable. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's got like a Netflix, it's got like a Netflix app on oh, there, okay, right? There you go, yeah. Um, he's, like, he's like, put something on. And uh, so the first time I went to the shop, I got the t- a tattoo on my leg. And uh, I was like, I was not ready, like mentally prepared to like do this. Because it's not like I'm just going to watch the movie. It's kind of like we're going to watch a movie watch together. It. I'm choosing. Me yeah. and you a stranger, yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah. So I did. The first time was the lord of the rings i was like this guy safe safe option. He's gonna, yes so uh lord of the rings fellowship of the ring great option um but for the arm first of all lord of the rings had been taken off netflix um but also i was like i don't know I, so i was like scrolling through and i was like inception he's gonna get a kick out of this i haven't seen it since i was a child and did not get it um good flick yeah uh, I, but the second the second day i'm not sitting upright they had to have me lay on my stomach Oh, oh, yeah, because so, it's an awkward angle, right? Yeah, and so I was there from laying face down from one in the afternoon until eight thirty. Holy moly, <laughs> yeah. Goalie. yeah. So it was five hours of of the rest of the arm, uh, which was a lot. Um, but so, so, like, do you mind uh, uh, relinquishing the price of said tattoo that took yeah. what eight hours? 
yeah so uh, yeah so basically um this this shop does it by the hour sometimes they'll like price you out based on like the size of the tattoo placement if they've got to do any work on it whatever um so they just do a flat rate of 140 bucks per hour um which which in terms of like tattoos like that is not bad yeah, at all um and for the quality of work that they did uh perfectly fair um so it, it was t- it was tough for me to remember because on the first day as well uh, i put a down payment you like a lot of times when you like book it like schedule a, a, an appointment they'll have you like put a down payment because um they want you to show up you know what i mean did you bring a goat and say here is my down payment yeah i said this is my dowry is that the word <laughs> um so like so so it was a hundred dollar down payment and then the first day was like 200 something after the payment had gone through and then you you tip you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. i tipped 20 percent that first day and the second day was 700 even and then i tipped 30 percent because he's great mm. um so give or take this was like 11 to 1200 dollars. i mean it looks great i mean honestly like I, like you pulled it up there like the detail is like spot on yeah it looks great uh and then on the back if i may it's just a bunch of flower stuff except i i snuck something in there that what, I was like, I, it was like very nerdy um, in a way say, that I was not ready. Can you center that a little bit more in the camera? Yeah. Oh. In a way that I was not ready to explain. I was like, this is the this is the lunar tear flower from Nier. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and so for re- like reference photos, I sent him like a picture. I was like, this? And he's like, was this some sort of lily? And I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever, man, whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to explain. Like, this is very in the weeds in terms of being yeah, nerd yeah, yeah. ass shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the big lunar tear on the, fo- on the back of the forearm and then just a bunch of random flowers and stuff. You know, I gotta say I'm a very cheap person, specifically when it comes to buy our labor, right? Like, yeah, sure. I-, I would be like, you gotta be efficient, except when it comes to a tattoo. That's the one thing I'd be like, I don't care the cost. You take your time. If you have to pee, stay on the clock, go. I don't want you to have any, yeah, anything that's thing. going on. <laughs> Right, like it's just like I want you to focus as best as you can. Yeah, don't. And like rush. whatever makes you comfortable, like <laughs> I am good for. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but no, it was a, it was a. Usually, like I don't really think tattoos hurt that much, and like the ones that I've gotten have not really like bothered me all that much, except for like I've got one, I've got the Majora's mask on my rib cage, and yeah. that was like it's a pretty sensitive area, uh, and it took a really long time too. Um, or I've got like one like that's around my knee, and that was that didn't feel great. Um, but this hurt really bad. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like usually, like, like I said, uh, they just don't bother me that much, but on my forearm, I guess is. That's where, that's where you're at. That's where you're at right there. That's where the the tendons all go. Yeah. But I basically had the realization that where I was like, I'm probably not going to have like a job where this matters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, but but like, honestly, I don't want to be this guy. It's 2023. What job would that prevent you from doing anything? Worst case, you're a senator put on a long sleeve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And boy, that would be the worst case if you went into politics, my friend. I'm not going to do that. I think, I think that's, I would, I would rather die. (laughs) (laughs) Quote me on that. I'd rather die. It's Hitbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 140 my name is peter hunt spitek joining me 
as always, is my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. How are you doing, Justin? I'm going to say you like you threw me for a loop that I'm never going to be able to come back from. Um, and that is last week when you maybe host the show. Now I have yeah. to have like a sub document in my head about <laughs> all the things I'm going to have to do <laughs> if I'm hosting. Uh, I'm just always going to be prepared. Um, it's like that one time I lost the recording in Audacity. I will never make that mistake again. Um, it is forever ingrained in me that I'll double check it a million times. All that kind of stuff. You did never. great last week. You did Thank great you. last week. Thank you. Thank you. But but uh, yeah, I'm I am I'm always ready. I was I was even planning on uh, talking about your tattoo uh, if I was hosting. Um, and you know how I find out about like 95 percent of the world and stuff about like my friends. Um, it's usually Twitter. no. My wife no? will be like, Oh, oh yeah, sure. did you see Peter's tattoo? I was like, No. When did you? <laughs> <laughs> she was like on Instagram. I was like, Oh, that's a thing people use, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I I fi- I figured. Um, <laughs> No, you, you did a, you did a great job. Uh, I'll tell. Here's a secret. Here's a secret from me, someone who, uh, who does the intro and all that. Uh, I make it up every time. <laughs> I, I generally don't know what I'm going to say until mm, four seconds before it starts. Yeah, um, that's the best way to go about life. I think it is. It is. Fly by the seat of your pants. It'll be Just, fine. I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm paid to do that. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's it's got to be what it is, right? Like you, like obviously you have like a general like outline or plan or whatever, and then you just go as you go right you go with it you can plan uh you can plan every second of a class period and you come to class and your students are just have not prepared anything and you're just like all right good thing i can turn on the fly you yeah. know what i mean like yeah that's it's it's a skill i think for sure uh agreed uh we're gonna talk about some video game news here's a preview of what's coming up suicide squad has been punted out of this year tears of the kingdom is looking very good and dreams says Goodbye. We're going to talk about all of those headlines and more. Before we do, here is a quick reminder to hop into our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. If you're feeling monetarily generous, hop on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod, become a $1 podcast producer, or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll and like Dave Parker. Um, every single week, we post an additional 30-minute bonus episode for those deluxe podcast producers. Uh, this week, we're talking about game recommendations for people who don't play games. Uh, last week, we looked at the Dead Space D-Make, which was very fun. Um, all that sort of stuff and more is there. So uh, if you are feeling generous, you can support us that way. If not, follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod um, and rate the episode in your podcast player of choice. Justin, you want to talk about the games that came out this week in the Metacritic Roundup? Let's do it. Metacritic Roundup. A game and a half in the Metacritic Roundup. <laughs> right. I'll put it back. <laughs> you put it. Yeah, put it back. Um, this is <laughs> this is uh, uh, unprecedented, but we'll we'll get to what makes it odd in a moment here. The first game in the Metacritic Roundup is Minecraft Legends. This is the like tactical strategy game set in the Minecraft universe. Um, obviously developed by uh, Mojang and uh, published by Xbox Game Studios. This is uh, came out on April 18th on the Xbox Series X. It scored a 72 um, unscored on the Xbox One and PS4 on the PS5, also unscored and PC got a 68. Um, these are not hugely like positive reviews, although there are a handful of places that um, seemed to have liked it okay but generally you know uh hovering around the 70 ish how do you feel about this i know we talked a little bit about it when it was announced what was that at summer game fest this past year but um do these reviews make you interested in playing this 
I, I think this game never had my interest uh, or potential interest to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that to be like a reductive thing or anything like that. I just mean that, like, honestly, like, it's a, a Minecraft kind of. Is it like R- RTS-ish kind of strategy? Yeah. In a weird way? Yeah. Um, and from everything that I was reading about it, it's like one of those games when you need to have a lot of like coordination with a group. Um, and I think it's something that you need to find a good group to be dedicated with in order to be good at it. Um, but I think that that misses, like my personal feelings of it, misses the point of this game. Um, and I think part of the point of this game is to, you know, people who already are so obsessed with the Minecraft world to be able to go in and already have their group and go in and play that stuff and do the same stuff that they generally do, but with a new kind of like direction to it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a, there's an audience for this out there. I just don't think it's me. And I think a 72, like, honestly, this might, people might be upset when I say this. Are you ready for something? Uh, Please. I think, like, gameplay-wise, like, the original, Mi- like, Minecraft, is it, like, that's like a 72, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, OG Minecraft, or, like, where it is now? I think even, like, where it is now, I mean, there's, like, so much stuff in it, but, like, it's one of those games that, like, so much of the good stuff and new and unique stuff comes outside of the actual game, like, what people do in terms of the mods and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like... I don't know. I think that this is like that first stepping stone to that. Like eventually this could be something bigger. Um, but I think right now with what it is and what the features they have, it's like fine. Yeah. Just um, like Minecraft. My, Just Minecraft fine. never, never really like uh, did much for me, but like, I know that like I, I would probably like uh, disagree with you in terms of it be, being like a 70 uh, just because it is so dense, like and, and the things you can do with it are just so, um, incredibly like detailed and and like i mean people make working calculators on that and i think that's really cool i think that like the fact that you have the tools to do that are really cool um but the problem for me was uh i how would i ever think to do that <laughs> like and that's, you, and that's a me problem can can you guess what the metacritic score for the original pc minecraft released 20 november 18th 2011 is um 80 higher is it a 90? Uh, higher. It's a 95? 93. That's wild. Like, no, no, maybe maybe things were different in 2011, but, um, I mean, I think, like, part of that game, I guess, is the creativity aspect, but specifically when it first came out, I, were you weren't a, were you a first released player? No, no, because I didn't have a PC. So, this, by the way, in 2011, uh, I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. Uh, I so like it was. I was not able to, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. I played the Xbox 360 version when that came out, which was not the was not as uh, uh, like fully fleshed out as as the rest of. All right, so the PC uh, okay. version. I, I did a couple things. I was gonna first throw shade at Minecraft people here. Um, I was like, I put into the internet. Uh, average age of a minecraft player because that'd be like seventh grade that's perfect peter can you guess what the average is it's got a guessing game about minecraft yeah. can you guess the average age of a minecraft player eight higher oh uh 30 i don't know like just, 24 okay so could have been me so Missed it's all those grand all those grandpas playing minecraft that uh yeah. <laughs> that uh are really bringing the the thing down but 
Um, I don't know, a not controversial opinion. I don't think that's anything bad. And I think we talk a lot about like people looking too much into what a score is when you put on a game. Agreed. Um, I think ultimately you go in and you play Minecraft Legends um, and you just want a way to play Minecraft in a different way with your friends. I think it's going to be more than you ever wanted. Yeah. And um, hey, if you are an Xbox gamer, this is <laughs> for free on Game Pass, um, you know, or a PC gamer as well. So like this is, I think, a great uh, game to pick up for that reason alone. And even if you're just curious about it, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, like I could be convinced to try this if my friends were like, Peter, we're playing Minecraft Legends. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, like, all right, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, also, like, do you remember when they announced this? They were like, Mojang's doing something new. Here's a new game from Mojang. And I was like, we were both like, oh, what would they do? And it was like, it is a Minecraft game. Like, oh, never it's, mind. <laughs> still is, Minecraft, guys. Still yeah. Minecraft. Which still haven't, haven't changed. Makes sense. I mean, Minecraft is, uh, like, the best-selling game of all time? One, one of one them? Of, one of, yeah. If not the. Um, yeah, it's up there. So up I, there. it makes sense that they would want to keep that sort of going, but yeah um minecraft legends there you go next game on the metacritic roundup in fact it's not a metacritic for whatever reason we're shifting gears to the open critic roundup um this is the mage seeker a league of legends story uh this has scored an 80 on open critic that is a con like a uh, uh, uh what's the word like consolidation of the reviews for the nintendo switch ps5 pc xbox series x and s xbox one and ps4 um I know nothing about this game, Justin. I don't know anything about League of Legends, and I don't know anything. I had never heard of this game until it showed up on our fantasy draft. I think Dan drafted it, but... Yeah, I tried to draft it, too. Um, listen, you're just not a true fan there, Peter. Clearly. Um, didn't watch Arcane. Yeah, that's... Didn't uh, watch... Didn't play League. Right. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Is this a game you know anything about? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know a little bit about. So, um, it, it. I think it's it's playing off that line that I think League of Legends is like one of those properties that is so popular. Yeah. Um, that the more they spin off, the more they're going to find success in their spinoffs because some of these characters are so interesting and everything that the people are going to want to like dive deeper in them. Um, so this is one of those like isometric action games, mm -hmm. um, that's, uh, basically centered around, oh goodness, what is this character's name? I don't know. Is he um, the mage is, seeker? Yeah. The mage seeker. There, there's a name for his character. Um, but basically, um, he has these like magical chains that have been strapped to him that basically allow him to store magical powers that he can shoot back at opponents. Right. That's his like lore. And basically, yeah, you have a question. His name is Silas. Silas, oh, how video gamey. <laughs> um, and so Silas can do that. So you're basically dealing with um, a you know isometric game that you're going around, fast action, absorbing powers from other people and spitting them back. I think you get like three to four um, different magics that you can hold at a certain time um, as you're playing. And, and if you're into those kind of fast action games. I think this would be something fun for you. Um, I know this is going to be reductive, but it reminded me, the two games it reminds me of looking at are Hyper Light Drifter hmm. and um, a little bit of like a Hades-esque without like the the rich story, repetitive roguelike stuff. But that's what the gameplay kind of reminded me of sure. just watching some gameplay of it. Um, and there is a story to it too, it looked like. But I don't know. Um, I think part of the reason why like this is just... Um, Right now, there's only nine critic reviews for this. It comes out uh, Tuesday, the 18th, I think. Yeah. Um, so more and more stuff is going to be out there. Like, I don't know the biggest 
uh, let's see, some of the bigger ones, uh, Digital Trends, Eurogamer, uh, how do you say Kachu Puri? Is Kachu? Kaku Chopperay? Yeah, they they gave it an eight eight out of ten. Um, but who? But why though? I like that name, <laughs> that website. I like your name, but why though? Um, so I think more will come out. So we'll kind of see where this thing actually like uh, tips off. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, so far a strong rating on, on Open Critic. That's a it's a good ten points as of now. If things don't change, sounds like if you are a League of Legends fan, this is like not a bad thing to engage with, like as additional yeah. league content but i also just don't know have no context for this (laughs) happy for those league people he kind of reminds me of someone looking at him with his little chains uh on his arms like hitting things with it um yelling a lot probably shooting out different elements sometimes depending on yeah weird i don't know think of it don't know who that would be um He looks like he looks like he could be like a god of war or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. Boy, he just looks familiar, you know? Like I just can't. Um agreed. <laughs> uh Justin, have you been playing anything? Any video games? Um n- nothing uh, of new of, of of note yet. Um I, I've been just kind of going back through a couple of older things, but um we'll talk a little bit more about those a little bit later. But can I tell you about some bullshit? Oh, I would love to hear some bullshit. All right. So I went to C2E2 like two weeks ago, right? And mm-hmm. I found a, there's this vendor that's been there a few years that they just buy a bunch of random ass old video games in bulk. And then they just put okay. them on the table and yeah. they just like, you know. Overpay for it. Where it's like, it's like five for $20. Like It's like one for one for $5 or five for $20, right? And most of it's junk, right? But I did find a, and most of it's like import stuff too. I found a Japanese copy of Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation 2. Oh. Um, which I don't know if you know anything about the like differences between like the Japanese versions, like box art of Final Fantasy games and like Western uh, versions of it. But Final Fantasy games in Japan, like the covers are just like these plain white box, like images with just the most beautiful like logo treatment that they could possibly do on them. And they look so sleek and stylish. Final Fantasy X, my favorite Final Fantasy, picked it up. It's an easy no-brainer purchase. So I was like, I never I never finished Final Fantasy X 2. Got it on the Switch. I might as well, I might as well give this a shot. And I was like getting like, I was like feeling bad. I was like, yeah, but I haven't finished Persona 4 Golden, but I haven't touched that in a while. But I was like, I'm not like loving it. Like it's a, it is good, but like it's not like. I'm not like I got to play this in the same way I was like about Persona 5 or about like Final Fantasy 10, right? So I was like, yeah, let's give Final Fantasy 10 2 a shot. So I put the cartridge in my Switch, my Switch OLED, which is not the Switch that I initially played the game on. And oh wait, turns out Final Fantasy 10 2 is not on the cartridge. You have to download it using a download code that's in the actual like physical disc, a physical like box, right? And then that downloads to your Switch. Unfortunately, because I redeemed that on my old Switch, there's just no way to get Final Fantasy X 2 on my new Switch. I transferred all the save files over, like I did the whole thing. It's not listed as DLC, so it's like you can't like go and just like re-download all downloaded items for Final Fantasy X. I just don't think I can play Final Fantasy X 2 on my Switch OLED. And I know I'm being a baby because like the original Switch is fine, like it'll work, like it. it it's a good system. The OLED doesn't like 
change that much about it. But it was enough for me to go like, you know what? I'm not doing this. <laughs> and so I picked so up Persona 4 Golden again, and I've been playing that. <laughs> so there's no way that you found that this could work? Nope. Because uh, like if it was DLC and if it was listed as DLC on the um, the Switch like store, you'd be able to just download any DLC that you have onto your new Switch. But it's not listed as DLC. It's listed as you just have to buy Final Fantasy X and X-2, the remastered versions, together for 40 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever it is. And I'm yeah. not going to do that. Um, so I just just didn't. <laughs> and Again, I know I'm being huh. a baby. It's just I know that I'm going to play majority in handheld. Um, well, like so. there's no excuse for that because it's attached to your Nintendo account. So if they're really holding back, that is like ridiculous. It's, it's just a really weird, specific, like very, very specific issue that I think might uh, like it's going to be it only a handful of cases, right? Bayonetta. Like I, I want to try that too. Cause Bayonetta one and two, I, I have that. And I think Bayonetta two came on the cartridge uh, on and the download card, for- right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll check that to see if that's working on it because that's like a really like bad thing. Speaking of Nintendo downloads, though, uh, you talked about a couple weeks back, but I finished that completionist uh, video when he oh, bought everything. Oh, him buying from everything? The, yeah, from the eShop. He like, first of all, that video is getting it's like a, a million views already. It's like one of his top performing videos. Oh, nice. But also, uh, he was so frustrated with it, and it was such like one of those things that. Who else would do this? Like, who else would do this? For context, by the way, uh, the completionist who's like a YouTuber who like completes games, like 100% games. He bought all of the games on the 3DS shop and the Wii U eShop because like for posterity. And he made a video about it. It's very interesting. Yeah, like what a, what a great video though of just like showing what a like it's just such a wild process to do that and and it's like every time they thought they had a solution to something there was like some kind of weird roadblock that, yeah. that they would like got into and it was it was insane um but it, it did ended with a uh nintendo was it a 3ds that that he had um that had uh that and um or was it on the wii u i think it was a 3d uh, what do you say? Like with just yeah, all of those sy- things? He had a system and three big hard drives with all the games yeah. on them. Yeah. So uh, it's good. It's an interesting video about like how hard it is to actually like preserve these things. Like if you're going directly through something like Nintendo. Right. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting too when he brought up the fact that like some publishers, like some games were just had been taken down because some publishers had just stopped paying the licensing for it. Yeah. Um, yeah because why right at a certain point they're gonna close it who's buying this just gerard the completionist <laughs> is the only one yeah. <laughs> and i thought it was interesting too that there were like the games that like, i didn't realize this that like to access the dlc for certain games you had to beat them or so like i think like the fire emblem games or play or part like of that. them yeah. yeah 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 um i thought that was nintendo interesting. why 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 nintendo why yeah. do you do this to us agreed agreed and why don't you let me play final fantasy 10 too i wanted to and now i gotta finish persona 4 golden which I think I'm like, oh, man, maybe Sorry like more that. than like, halfway at this point. Thing. It's okay. That's the worst thing. I don't, I know people love it. And like, I know I'm not trying to piss anyone off. I'm not trying to say it's a bad game. It's not, but, uh, it's, I don't find it to be gripping in the way that okay. persona five per, is, uh, persona four. Yeah. Or the medium persona four. Okay. I am That's... enjoying persona four. I just want the listeners to understand yes, where you're at where with I'm this, at, and yes. it wasn't like one of those things. No, but. no, no. It is, it is a good game, uh, and I bet that if you played it first before Persona 5, you, it would, like, blow your mind, right? 
Um, but for me, I just think that like Persona 5 just takes it, every single thing in there and sort of ups the NC. But uh, let's talk about the news. Let's do it. Didn't mean to cut you off, though. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's fine. No, I was just, you know. Um, that, yeah. Justin, no. I'm sorry. And okay. I'm sorry oh. to break this news to you. The Suicide Squad is not coming out this year. Oh, man. It was supposed to come out like next month, I think. Um, <laughs> and and like, you know, we, we got some some leaked information, I think, from like Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb. And I think Jason Trier ended up like doing a piece about like, hey, it's been delayed. Um, but I think Jeff Grubb was like, no, it's been like delayed, delayed. Um, and so I think we talked about that when, when that sort of happened, but now it has been confirmed, uh, that Suicide Squad is coming February 2nd, 2024. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's 10 months away. <laughs> that is a long <sighs> delay. That is almost a year delay. So, um, posted to the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League Twitter account. Um, they posted a little text box that says Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League will now launch on 2-2-24. We made the tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to work on getting the game to be the best quality experience for players. Thank you to our amazing community for the continued support, patience, and understanding. There is much more to share in the months ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. Uh, what do you think? I, I am not a video game developer. Nope. You know this. You know this about me. I do know that 10 months seems like a long time for you and me and a dog. But does it seem like a long time to fix a game that's fundamentally flawed in people's eyes? I don't know. And like that, I think that's that that is, in my opinion, the big thing that is. Um, that I keep sort of like going back to back and forth on right of like on one hand. I think that a lot of game studios are willing to just say like, okay, you know, like there is going to be, there are going to be people who don't like this and we like, that's fine. Like we just aren't going to win everyone. Right. And you've got a bunch of people complaining about like what it looked like after that state of play. Right. But are you, you have to like weigh like, are they the, like the vocal minority in this? Like, are people still going to like this? But then the other question is like, well, you spent seven years building this thing. Are you just going to pivot in direction on, like you know what i'm saying like like are you just going to completely throw away what you've got and it really makes me wonder like at a certain point like it's it has to be more than just people having a negative reaction to the game right like it's got to be like yeah i think i think people's reactions maybe can do something sure but like this seems like be a pretty substantial choice that they're making right and and it's it's like the game for all intents and purposes looked playable um i think the thing that i wasn't necessarily worried about the game was the combat um i i i just don't like know why and i i mean this is just me being like short-sighted we might this might be one of those situations why cyberpunk decided to still come out even though it wasn't ready you know like they didn't want people to be like, oh, what's wrong with that cyberpunk game? They just they they just decided to put it out and then have people hate it and eventually win them back. Maybe this game is running that poorly and they're like, we just got to like make that call to like not put it out. We're going to delay it a little bit till we get that extra year to make sure it runs on what it needs to run and how it runs. So maybe it's not even anything to do with the design aspects of it, but you sure as hell hope now 
that after delaying as long as they have, that they are in fact going to be changing some of the design aspects of it. So I don't know. It's just it's just a bunch of red flags on a game that I already had red flags about. And I think you just hit something like that that is exactly like what most people are feeling about this. Like, okay, so if this game surfaces and looks like if you're trying to change the thing that people didn't like about it, right? The fact that it does look like a kind of a grindy sort of like looter shooter live service game. Um, if you are trying to change that, then you, when this game shows its face next, like you need to have it be ready and be different. Right. Right. Cause like, I guess my thing is I assume that everyone was hoping for Arkham Knight two or, you know what I mean? Like, like, like the next Arkham Asylum type sort of game from them with just different characters. So it's not going to be that, right? Like, how could they do? Like, how could they do that? They built a shooter, right? Like, it is a game made for being a shooter, being made for being like a live service shooter. Um, which also, it was interesting when like they like when they were showing off the game, because like a bunch of people were like, "I can't believe this is a, like a live service shooter." And I was like, "I think that like we've known about that since this game was announced, right? Like in 2020." Right. But um, yeah, th- uh, this is interesting i mean to say the least like interesting to see i will be interested to see where this goes and i will also be like interested to read the you know ten thousand word expose in three years when this game comes out people are willing to talk about like here's what happened like you know like whether it was mismanagement or you know the people people being freaked out by the response that that people had to this um yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see i don't know uh (laughs) It looked like fun enough, like just was a game that just didn't look like. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it it never did look like I thought the story stuff looked a little bit interesting, but like, I don't know. It just it's worrisome here. Here's our gameplay. It's coming out in a couple months. Actually, we're releasing it next year. Yeah. Yeah, And it was supposed to come out like next like in May, I think. Yeah. Um, But I I think the the writing was on the wall for for a while, though, as a lot of people pointed out. uh like there was no marketing for it yep. <laughs> like after that yep. state of play like we just haven't heard about it haven't seen anything for it um so yeah i don't know um there you go suicide squad we'll see it eventually although Maybe. i'll say this too like and this is just personally like i'm just <laughs> this is a game i'm probably not gonna play and i wasn't gonna play before the state of play you know what i mean like like that wasn't the thing that like yeah, turned me off from right, it right correct i'm correct. just i'm so sick of hearing about this game <laughs> i know know, like like (laughs) just like let it let it breathe just delay it just get it out and only show me stuff when you're about ready to release it yeah yeah so there you go justin you watched that tears of the kingdom trailer right Mm -hmm. holy shit nintendo comes out of here like they just dropped it so so nintendo drops a trailer for Legend of Zelda Tears of, Tears of the Kingdom, um, which was kind of surprising since we just got that 10 minute gameplay uh, showcase. What was that like last week or the week before? And just sort of out of nowhere on like a Monday or Tuesday, they just said, here's the new Zelda trailer. And it is an incredible trailer. I tend to not really like put a lot of stock into trailers because like whatever. Um, but holy shit, that is a good trailer that for me solidified and and sort of cemented like my excitement for this game it's been a slow boil after watching that gameplay uh breakdown last week or two weeks ago i was like okay i think this looks like it could be kind of interesting and fun and then they show that trailer that's got all the story elements it's got the zelda songs like the music that we haven't heard for fucking 
ever because Breath of the Wild didn't have music really. It had like the like little like broken piano soundtrack stuff, but it didn't have like banger tracks. You know what I mean? My goodness, I was just like mouth open, like uh, <laughs> I'm so ready for this. What did you think? I mean, like uh, after seeing this, I was like, that was awesome. Like the they just like got so many different things about it. They like knew how to like build up the hype, and they're doing this only a few weeks before the actual game comes out, right? Like they didn't release this a year ago to be like, all right, you ready for this? They're waiting right for for the moment here for us to get excited about it. Yeah. And um, you watch it and it's it, it they make it appear so cinema cin- cinematic. I can't even say that uh, they make it appear to be like it's this more cinematic story than we had before. Um, they have this like amazing you, you talked about the score a little bit, but like, man, the amazing score that goes with this and it just builds, builds. You see bosses, you see dungeons, you see everything. You see tears, my tears on the screen as I'm watching this. <laughs> I loved that. You got Matt, by the way, Matt Mercer as Ganondorf. Incredible. Truly incredible. Like, like there's so many things about this. And I think really the the music itself is something that I'm, I just like, I'm so stoked about it. Um, Like we were talking about this a little bit. um, We were talking about the the trailer a little bit, uh, like through text once it happened. And you said you got full body goosebumps. Yep. Yep. Where was where is your your goosebump moment? Uh, like at the, in like the two thirds of the way through when they're like da 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 da, da or whatever it is starts playing. Yeah, and he's like, like falling through the sky. So you put on that trailer, everyone. You go to minute two fifty two, and pretty much from that moment on is like the moment when the music is just like it just hits like this moment at that and it is just like that's when Gandorf comes up it kind of has that like slow moment that you hear the Gandorf like organs going on there he screams and then it like shifts and then it like right when that happens you get that like moment and it is just mm. yep mm. and you get the original Zelda the 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 Legend of Zelda Hyrule theme playing in there woo wee I'm watching it, by the way, right now as you're talking. Like, I've got it, like, volume down. Just, oh, my gosh. It looks so good. And there's, like, there's, like, companions and stuff. And there's, like, a bunch of big battles. And, oh, my gosh. This is just such... This is such a flex trailer. I was just like, fuck you. We're Zelda. Like, we're Nintendo. (laughs) This is Zelda. Like, this is a big... Like, this is a big... Oh, gosh. Oh, this game looks so good. Now, like... If I'm going to be like critical of the trailer in terms of like thinking about it, um, the original Breath of the Wild trailer was good, and it pretty much makes makes reference to that in terms of its format and its structure and everything. Um, but what this game, do, this trailer does better than the, I think the Breath of the Wild one is it seems to show so much more action yeah. that is not just exploring action. Yep. Um, it looks like there is so much, as I said before, story based beats in this, but even beyond story beats, it's like dungeons, that minecart part, those bosses that you see, like those were not things that you necessarily got in, um, uh, breath of the wild. Like you don't have those kind of like, if you're going to ask me how many dungeons are in breath of the wild, I'm going to give you two. There are two dungeons in breath of the wild, the the divine beasts. I'm not quite counting as dungeons. They don't count. You might put them there, but there are two dungeons. Do you, what are they to you? I guess the castle at the end. Yeah, I would say the castle is as close to a dungeon as you can get. No, like weird like connection, but it's like you get through that castle. Yeah. To me, 
an open world dungeon if that's what it is i can i can buy that yeah and then i, I don't even remember and then the other one is uh what's that tribe of ninjas when you when you uh, have to like sneak in oh yeah 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 um and it, and it ends in that Gerudo? boss fight like in, no no whatever. it's not the Gerudo, but yeah uh, yes i know what you're talking yeah, about the ones that like hunt you down that's the other dungeon and everything else is just like you have like epic shrines or you have something that's not quite a dungeon um but like it, you're just missing those dungeons and this one like has that look that it's going to have those it's going to make it and if it doesn't i'm gonna be honest buddy i'm gonna be a little disappointed i um i think we've talked about this at probably at length on this podcast that like i like breath of the wild but i don't it to me it is not the like definitive zelda game that it seems like a lot of people uh seem to feel it is and like you know just a difference of opinion right but for me the reason why i didn't love it is because it doesn't have those traditional Zelda things, the dungeons, the puzzles, the whatever, right? Um, the music, all that sort of stuff. But this seems to be a solid, based on the trailer, right? Which could be totally wrong. It's seems trailer, to be a yeah, solid right. marriage between the stuff that everyone loved about the original Breath of the Wild and the stuff that, like, a lot of, like, uh, uh, Zelda fans who, like, appreciate, like, the older stuff a little bit more um are really really into like this seems to be a great marriage of those two because you're right like breath of the wild like at the end of the day like it's just kind of a sandbox and like that's fine like i know that people really like that but it, it just didn't do a whole lot for me because like it's just not my kind of game you know i like i, I just don't yeah. like really get a lot out of games that are like well you could do anything because i'm like i don't know like <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you can <laughs> yeah um but this seems to be like like all the bosses, yeah. I mean, like that three-headed dragon that you see for a second, uh, like that, that monster in the cyclone thing. That's yeah, coming what's, at what's you. that? What's all? What's that? going on with that? Uh, yeah, what was happening there? Ganondorf. Ganondorf back for the first time since like Twilight Princess. <sighs> yep, 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 yep. Um, Zelda looks like she's been like doing some like you know arm workouts. You know, like she looks a little. Oh buff, my gosh, she got, does. You, you got a you got sword like a, right here a, at the end. You, you, yeah, you got a buff female character. People aren't gonna like that. You know how they are. Like you know. I remember Abby. I remember what happened. Yeah, no one liked that. Uh, um, can you imagine if like they just like replaced Zelda with Abby's character in this? I would like, love how that. that. Would just. I would love that. That would just break the internet. I would love that. I would. I would be all about that. Um, can I say someone pointed this out on Twitter and I, it made me laugh very hard um, when you look at Zelda's hair. So like I, she's got like this like kind of like bob cut. Right. Um, and but she's got these thick braids going like from her like the, like her bangs all the way around. And someone pointed out like dog her hair like must be so long <laughs> in the front and only work with this one specific hairstyle where you've got braids <laughs> because like otherwise what is that? Like <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Made me laugh. Um, so I think your thoughts on Zelda are very valid. Um, obviously, the, your thoughts and all of our thoughts are valid. But um, I have recently been playing Breath of the Wild. Mm. I mean, going back to that one, I pulled it up. And first thing I was going to do, I was going to like, I'm going to start a new game. I want to make sure I get these controls down by whatever. So I went to restart it. And it's like, well, are you sure you want to delete all of your progress? And I was like, no. <laughs> And then they're like, well, you can play on a master quest and not like reset your progress. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. I want to I want to have a fun time. I don't want to like, hit my head against the wall. So what I ended up doing and I, I have already beaten everything that that like the main story parts of it, the Divine Beast, Ganon and the uh, DLC for it. So I just opened up the open world and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll start getting rest, the rest of these shrines. 
and let me tell you, Peter, controversial opinion. When you're just one goal is to find Korok seeds and shrines, that game crawls. Like, I feel like every moment of that game is just so slow and, like, obtuse at times with how to solve some of these puzzles. And, like, my options are explore the world aimlessly or follow a guide step-by-step and have a really boring checkoff list that's even not that that user-friendly to find. So, like, while I like the game a lot, I feel like once you're done with the main story beats, it just becomes, well... Go. I would. I would say that. On, I would say that that is a controversial opinion, but not a controversial opinion on this podcast. Woo! Like I just like I. I agree. Like I. I don't like. Just, just, just sort of kicking me outside, like my mom in the summer when I'm nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like go play. I'm like and, uh, okay. Like now, uh, now I don't know when, what to do. when that's paired between going from one divine beast to the other, it, that's a very clear goal. Like yeah. I'm gonna like take my time to get there. I'm gonna walk there. I'm gonna find all this stuff. Um, but like once you just got nothing to do, but like get the rest of the shrines, it just kind of loses that, that appeal to me. And like some of the stuff that annoys me about that game really start to like, like circle, uh, like, like highlight the things I don't like, Mm -hmm. such as the, um, the combat's not great in the game. I I think Um, it's the sort of thing that like, I think they're hoping for people to, for, they were hoping for people to lean more on just like clever solutions to avoid combat. You know yep, what I mean? About like, okay, I'm gonna, fighting. Yeah, I'm going to throw a bunch of, of explosive barrels over here and lure everyone out and blow them up. But like, eh. I mean, if you start fighting people like a, a group, like a high level group of, of of enemies, you can like go through all of your weapons in your inventory by yeah. the time you beat them. Um, and like, even if you have good weapons, like eventually you're going to run out of them and then you have to recollect them. And it's just it's kind of like a very like I, it just needs to be a little bit more guided for me at certain points. Just make it a little bit easier for me to find stuff. Um, if you can make that map, I know the part of the thing is like, oh, it's an open map. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I know, but I just make make it make, make it a little bit dumber for me. I'd really appreciate that. Unlock the the uh, extra mode once you beat the game. Like these are all the shrines are. Go there. Um, like even that kind of stuff would just make it a little bit more fun for me. But I'm really seeking to find fun in my post beating the game playthrough of it. So I I'm just like again just having this trailer on in the background here as you're talking and like. Pretty much, like, again, this is just a trailer, but, like, it seems like every single thing that I didn't like about Breath of the Wild is just going to be solved with this. <laughs> like, yeah, like this looks really good. Um, uh, there's one one thing that's not going to be fixed. Some of the voice acting still sounds a little, eh, little iffy, but, yeah. you know. Uh, but, I, but I do agree, though, of just, like, just the absolute no guidance is a little tough. And, like, I do understand that that is part of the appeal for a lot of people. Um, but I think you look at something like... Elden Ring, uh, obviously it's you know three years, five almost year, five years um, after Breath of the Wild. Uh, but I think it's clear that that game took inspiration from Breath of the Wild in that it is just like go, go find something. But I think with Breath of the Wild, the problem is that there's just like not a lot to find. Like like the, like the language of the game is like it's very like there's not, not a lot to be rewarded with either. It'll be a weapon that you already have, like, especially if you get to the end game, right? Like it's just like another good, like flame sword or ice sword or whatever that you'll lose in like five hits. Right. Or a quest that like, can't really offer you much because heart pieces aren't a thing, right? Like your heart hearts go up by like completing challenge, like the, the, the shrines. The shrines. Yeah. Um, so it's like pretty much like just money. 
you know, or just like a little small little quest, which is fine. But it's just like not a lot to reward you with. Whereas something like Elden Ring, you go, you find something, you do whatever. And like you find you tend to find like interesting items um, or like cool lore or there's like a really interesting boss fight hidden away. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm hoping that uh, Tears of the Kingdom is able to be have like be filled with more interesting stuff to do. And it seems like it will be. And I don't want to be like a negative person here because I think one of the things with like Elden Ring, part of the Elden Ring appeal is that you still, no matter what you're messing around with, you have this destination, this th- this goal that you're trying to do. Yeah. And then once you beat the goal, you do new, new game plus and you start all again to continue that goal. For this one, like you get to the end and then the goal is just kind of like finish. Either you can finish the map or play it harder. Or, but what I do like about something like Elden Ring though is if you remember there's those like beams of light at the sites of grace that point you to mm-hmm. things and yeah. it's like oh, unc- yeah. unclear still- what those things are like it's unclear if like oh is this a main story thing or is this just some side thing and yeah. just, it gives you it gives you enough guidance to be like something's over that way right for you to go like and oh like, okay even then with those things like you think they're pointing you in the right direction but sometimes you like miss one along the way so you get like diverted well yeah. to a later game part and all of a sudden it's just like i shouldn't be here <laughs> should i and then you go back and find that one you missed and you're like oh fuck that was like right there i, I walked like all the way across the map yeah um but those things are fun so <sighs> tears of the kingdom that'll be out in a month and uh, i'm thinking i should clear my calendar <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to get like a 70 on open critic. I don't mean to like, I, you know, I'm not trying to jinx it or anything. It's going to score really well. Right. I mean, based I, on, uh, based on uh, not to be graphic, but based on the just throbbing boner I get when I watch this trailer, like I can't like, right. I'm not the only person who reviews games. That uh, feel yeah, that I, was, way. I would say the, the musical score gets a 10 out of 10. Yeah. No matter what. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think they yeah. have saxophone music. When you hear, the Hyrule theme with saxophone music. I do love that, that's a sax. Like the nice little, ooh, man, that is just jazzy. Makes you, ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of games that are going to be great, uh, Alan Wake 2 is uh, a court, <laughs> supposedly uh, still on for 2023. We haven't seen it since it was announced, I don't think. Uh, at the Game Awards, was that 2021? Uh, we haven't seen it, but Remedy uh, uh, gave an update today, and they said, hey, we are... Uh, we haven't updated our logo in 20 years. Here's a new logo. <laughs> and it's a cool it's looking logo. It's like an R that's got like this like shimmer effect on it. Um, but at the end of this like, little press release, basically just like talking about a fresh and refined look for Remedy Entertainment, uh, they end by saying, our future is incredibly exciting. Despite almost three decades in the games industry, in many ways, we feel as if we're only just getting started. You can look forward to Alan Wake 2 later this year and several great Remedy experiences to play in the coming years. So... Still on, I suppose. They are hiring, though. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're like, it takes a couple of people to make a game, right? Are there and any like PR? Around there. Is there any PR? I'll do PR. For, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, lighting artist. You do it. Environmental artist. There's a Wait. lot of things I'm not qualified for. You could you could be a, tw- a uh, uh, senior environment technical artist yeah i'll just tell him like ah, like it's like what if it's like an office building but like it's all fucked up <laughs> is that anything you need a narrative lead you're creative for max pain though so if you feel like you could write a good max pain story they need a narrative lead uh how about like this how he's like a grizzled white guy who writes books no that's how i'm like sorry he's oh, a, wait, wait, yeah, so great idea yeah how he's, that? he's like a grizzled white guy and he's like sad his mom's yeah, dead no, yeah that's perfect you're right something <laughs> i didn't play him um 
but Remedy you just Entertainment. like 90% of video games, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so I'm great. I'm, <laughs> I'm a natural. <laughs> um, lead VFX artist. How about like, it's all fucked up. <laughs> that's my, that's my VFX review of control. <laughs> I mean, there's a senior pipeline engineer. Don't know what a pipeline is, but. Uh, Justin. Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> not going there. Oh, not oh, going there. I was making. Oh. It was, I was gonna make a crass joke. Um, but uh, did you watch this Final Fantasy 16 state of play? I did not. I did. I did. Um, so uh, Final Fantasy had a state of play. This was last week, right? It was four on, days ago. Four days ago. So it was pretty recent. Um, and uh, I gotta say, um, I'm not. This didn't do anything to move the needle in my wanting to play this game. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think, like, there's a lot of stuff here that looks a lot like Final Fantasy VII Remake. So why do I not care about this game? And I think part of the the idea here um, is that the main character, Clive, as of now, and his supporting cast, don't excite me. And you might sit here and look at me, listener, and be like, Cloud, really? Sure. Clive? Cloud excites Clive. Cloud <laughs> excites you. Uh, and I and I got to say, if you beat Final Fantasy VII, Cloud actually becomes a pretty freaking interesting character. He's got Maybe an interesting dynamic char- with the people around him too, right? Right. But, but it's not like the lead character is not the important one. It's the relationships you have with other people. Yeah. And I think like... I just look around, I see like frowning white dudes everywhere. <laughs> and then, like, that's the only like ca- kind of characters I see from the people around him. And I just, I don't know. It just doesn't like nothing in this world really like excites me as like, this is cool and col- colorful. P- look at the, the, the final fantasy seven main characters, um, between cloud and his big ass sword, um, between Barrett and his gun arm, mm-hmm. um, but be- between, uh, Arithin or magic stick. Um, like, it's just like, there it doesn't like excite me just looking at it at all um and maybe the story will be different maybe it will be something that is engaging but i don't know uh and it looks like a lot (laughs) like a lot of little gameplay stuff that's happening so i i i will probably end up playing this game assuming it reviews well which i'm sure it will but like i just i don't know it did not make me more excited for the game um so the reason I didn't watch this is because I tend to not watch a lot of like tra- like I watch trailers when they come up, you know what I mean? But like these like longer, like in-depth looks, I tend to just not watch a lot of them uh, for games that I know I'm going to play, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I've seen enough of Final Fantasy 16 in previous state of plays and, and whatever else that like I'm pretty, pretty sold on this already. Uh, something I'm kind of interested in to see is like um, this is like back to hard fantasy. You know what I mean? Like there's no like, air, yeah. at least it seems like there's no like airships or guns or anything like that. Really? Um, at least th- that's what I have noticed in the previous marketing stuff. So maybe there are in like this thing, but I'm sort of like, you know, clipping through it and it doesn't really look that way. Uh, I do understand what you mean though, in terms of like character. Uh, and, and this, this game seems to be a little more, um, I, I don't think that it is that it's characters pop right off the screen yet, just based on what we've seen. You know, it's it's potentially going to be that way in, in you know, in playing it like the final version of it. But um, I don't know. I, I think that the combat system to me, it seems like it's interesting um, the way that it's more of that 
sort of like uh, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, like uh, what's the word? Character action um, style as opposed to the more traditional like turn-based stuff. To me, this looks like an evolution of like the Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy 7 combat um, where you've got like the, the, what are those bars? Like action point bars? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, MP or is it? No. It's like when, like as you wait, your thing fills up. And so, like, oh. you, so you can use your like special moves and stuff like that when yeah. those things get filled up. Like that all looks interesting to me. Um, but I, like, I, like I 100% see what you're saying though, about like the personality of these characters and, and whatever. Um, but I don't know, like, like this, this looks interesting to me. And I do, I do know what you mean when you say like, it looks like it is a lot. Uh, I, I found that like final fantasy games have kind of been doing that for a while where it's just like, what if we just do a lot of shit? And like, I get people love, you know, deep, complicate like complicated systems um but i found that i unless i do like a lot of like additional homework uh i'm not really going to get into those systems like what saved something like xenoblade chronicles 3 for me was the fact that i was writing about it for work where like i had to i had to write ex- explanations of how all those systems work so because i wrote all of that i was like oh i have to know what these systems do you know what yeah I mean? right right um whereas uh something like this i don't know if i will do that just because is homework <laughs> you know, right. it's homework that doesn't involve me sitting down and like actually playing the game that said um it is flashy enough and if i do like the game enough i'll, I'll, I'll happily do that but um we'll see but this game isn't what is it uh june 22nd so we still got a minute until, yeah until it's, it's, it's coming it's coming soon um uh i i'm still like like on the fence about if i'm gonna play it or not i mean i'll, I'll i think i'll know once i start hearing reviewers who i like know yeah like games that i do or at least rpgs like i do um and if they seem to be interested in it then maybe i will be too but if they're like it's just like final fantasy uh what's what's the one with the moody guys in a car 15 15 just like final fantasy 15 because i'm getting a lot of moody guys with swords instead of moody guys in cars in this game that car was cool remember when it can fly (laughs) yeah and then be on the water um i fought a turtle in final fantasy 15 for 45 the minutes mountain. did you die and then it smacked me across the map so that i was out of the encounter zone and then it fully healed hmm. and that i'm not kidding is the last time i played it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not kidding that happened because it, it was i'd beaten the game and i was like you know what i'm done <laughs> That's it. So, uh, is, is yeah. this was the story to that game just incomprehensible, or am I illiterate? Um, Noctis has to marry a princess. Uh huh. Yeah. He doesn't really want to because he's not yeah. really like a feelings kind of guy. And like, I think the yeah, whole yeah. thing was set up by his family, even though I think I, if I'm remembering correctly, they knew each other for like a long time. It was a sort of thing yeah, where I was like, like, like good family, let's do it. Yeah. I was like, Noctis, like you like this girl, like go to the yeah. fucking wedding. Like just like what? Yeah. Just, just you can wear all I mean, black. Like you look good in black. Your friends look good in black. You like, you could wear black to wedding. Like that's no, see, traditionally She wanted a black do. wedding dress and he's like, oh, oh. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, come on. It's the one thing I'm asking for. He's like, can't do it. Sorry. But that's Noctis, really the you difference. Look, you look great in, white too i'm like with the black hair and the whole like the sharp features you look great man um so what, that what happens about buckles <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what fucking wearing your doc martens man like you <laughs> you deserve it so that happens and then prompto's there and he's kind of a goofball um ignis is there i heard him described as travis touchdowns like cousin who got a job in banking 
Um, I think that's accurate. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, and then uh, hmm. the, the the other kingdom invades. Gladiola, and then I think was Glad- the name of the Gladiola. Bat, the He's other like guy. the big, the strong guy. Yeah. And then there was a guy with a big hat. Who turned out to be like the devil? Yeah, I, think, I don't remember. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, so yeah, and then like, like there's a time so, skip where then they all have beards and look like badass. And then, to be yeah, honest, they look. Noctis looks like the guy from Final Fantasy 16. Did Did you play Did you play Royal? Like the the oh, DLC I played the hell out of it? Persona Five Royal. No, no, no. <laughs> like the no, the, I did not. So. Basically, like what that does is it like there's this like the last mission that you go on uh, with Noctis. He like they cut to everyone else and what they did in that time. And it just makes the game so much better. The story right. but it literally feels like they got to the end of the game. And they're like, um, we got to release this game today. Dude, that game, and, you are out in fucking Southern California driving around in a car, and then all of a sudden it goes, you're on a train now, and you're going to be in Cordos yeah, for the like, rest what? of the game. <laughs> it's like, yeah. huh? So, and I'm just, I just want to, like, gauge this correctly. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, never played. Story better than that? Uh, what you're do you mean? You're thinking too long. Like, what do you mean? Is this, <laughs> like, is it a good story? It's a weird, I like the story of it. Is it is it likable characters? That's the thing. It's likable okay, characters, okay, good, good, good. and it's I presented can... very straightforward. And then some twists happen, and you go, uh, "What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> okay, because we're fighting God again." Yeah, you do you do do that um, uh, several times. Uh, but yes, yeah. no, it is. I would say that Final Fantasy X is like a really just straightforward. Like a guy's trying to get home, but he's like haunted by he, a guy. The main character's trying to get home, and then. Uh, when he tells people like where he's from, they're all like, that place has been desolate for a thousand years. Mm. And he's like, well, I'm from there. And he's like, I'm a soccer player from there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're like soccer. And, and he, and it, it's, it's the love story at the center of it's great. I liked it. And it's not between a man and his car. I've seen uh, my strange addictions. And you've seen Final Fantasy XV. Sega purchased, or is, I guess, uh, going to be purchasing Rovio. They are the studio who made Angry Birds uh, for $1 billion. And now, this is interesting to me. I did not know that Angry Birds was still the poppin' franchise that Sega believes it to be. Um, uh, What do you think? Angry Birds has movies. Angry Birds is in Minecraft. Angry Birds is everywhere. Angry Birds is a character. That's it's true. like when it's like you don't realize people still play Candy Crush. I mean, we've talked about we know people still play yep. Candy Crush, but they do play Candy Crush. And Angry Birds is another one of those things that people you give them an iPad, anyone can do this. Like they got that. It's true. Do that. And it is it is and, fun. And it, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's yes, satisfying. it can be fun. It's, it, satisfying. it's satisfying. Yeah. When you knock everything down, or frustrating when you don't. Yeah. I agree. Um. So I, you know, I just really think that uh, Sony's about to to lose its <laughs> lose its mind here because yet another company is is no longer going to be able to um, exclusively stay with Sony, and now, now they're going to be exclusive. Sega, you know what? They're going to come out with a new new console now to compete against Sony, uh, and they're going to like take all the sales away from Sony. So if I were Sony, I would sue. Yeah, they're working on the Angry Birds box. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. Like everyone, it's it's wild. I guess like you know, you're saying Angry Birds is big. Uh, so for this to be worth, uh, by the way, the deal is not for a billion dollars. It's for eight hundred and ten million. So excuse me there. Um, but 
like that is a lot of money for a, for a a studio that I did not realize was worth that much money. Um, well, and I, I I go back to the the day where um I mean I didn't think that uh Sega was doing that healthy as a company. Oh, they're um, they're doing well. I mean, not not now, but there was a time. Was there a time when people were like, "Sega is going to get bought by Nintendo" or something like that, or is that just everyone's dream? Um, I think that sounds right to me. They've they've kind of found their stride, I think, in like publishing a little bit more than like actually like actively developing games. Like, right, don't they publish right. uh, uh, Yakuza? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like like they've got a handful of different things, and obviously like Sonic, like as critically weird as that series is like they do like you know they publish them as well him as well when did the sonic movie come out last year like a year ago last year so the original sonic movie no no no, sorry sonic 2 came out last year the original sonic movie came out in march of 2020 uh because that was almost the last movie i ever saw in theaters because when it was like what the fuck is gonna happen to the world now it's like the last movie i fucking saw was sonic what happened to sega in October 4th of 2013. October 2013. 20. I don't know why. Uh, because I'm just looking at their stocks. I was like looking at how their stocks did. Um, and for whatever reason, their stock like hit high levels on August. On, wait, let me get this here. Their high here was September 27th, 2013. They were selling at 725 a share. Um, um, let me look 2013, 2013 Sega releases, Sega releases. Um, Oh, it must've been Mario Sonic at the Soshi games. Yakuza five. Yeah. Yeah. Aliens, Colonial Marines. That was not in 2013. Oh. Oh yeah, it was. I remember that. Sega published that. Yeah, they did, dude. I hmm. I remember that. Um <laughs> I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I don't know a thing about stocks, but yes, yeah, uh Sega has enough money to buy Angry Birds. Now you're gonna have uh Angry Birds and Sonic crossovers. That's and fine. you get to like speed Sonic up and he turns into his little his little ball when you do it. Yeah, and I bet you release that's good. him and he goes real fast. Um Tails uh, just drops bombs from the top. Knuckles punches things when he lands on something. Um, Amy takes a hammer. Kind of swings it around her. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shadow just takes a gun and just (laughs) shoots everything. (laughs) Well played. Well played. (laughs) Just in dreams. Dreams are dead. Dreams is dead. Oh oh my God. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dreams has died okay uh you remember dreams we we i do uh early early episode of hitbox you were like we should both buy dreams and play it and i went and i purchased it for 20 dollars for my local GameStop. um and <laughs> uh dreams is the game made by media molecule that um it was like a game maker toolkit basically you could you could like search for games that people had made uh or you could you could make games yourself um and in a recent post on, I guess, the Dreams blog, the Dreams, like, press blog, it says um, says this, To our wonderful community of dreamers, Dreams is unlike any other game we've worked on at Media Molecule. It has been exciting, challenging, and most importantly, an unforgettable collaborative journey with you all over the years. From beta to the launch of the first Dreamwalk on the 4th 
to the fourth MP awards. Uh, today, we'd like to share two important pieces of, of uh, two important updates for Dreams in 2023 regarding our upcoming server mitigation to live service. So, uh, update on live support. Um, they said we've made the difficult decision to to discontinue live support for Dreams after uh, September 1st, 2023, to shift our focus um, to an exciting new project. You'll still be able to play, create, and share Dreams with others after September, but we won't be releasing any more updates to the game or events such as Dreamcom. Uh, all hollows dreams or the mp awards um and then they talked about they're going to be uh mitigating uh, new things to new uh, servers to, to help with security stability and, and that sort of stuff um so there you go you'll still be able to use dreams like it's not it's not going away but uh it will be uh no more no more additional updates no more support from dreams what do you think? I'm going to I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take the negative and then go to the positive. The negative, I think this game was always something that was just a missed opportunity for Sony. Um the fact that this game was never a PS Plus game or never fucking free when you got a new system is is shocking to me. Like it should just been something that was on your PlayStation and you had it, everyone had it. Even if you had to buy the creator tool separately from actually like playing the game stuff, even playing that single player story. Like I think there was enough cool stuff about it that it's just such a missed opportunity. The positive media molecule has dragged this thing, um, along and kept it alive and healthy um, in terms of having some of the best community support Mm -hmm. and the best teams out there I've ever seen holding this game up with its impy awards with its uh spotlight creators that they would like show like certain like uh, awards that they would have they really did a good job about highlighting the good of this and making the game seem like it was way more popular than it actually was in terms of like people playing it um and it was it's always a fascinating thing i haven't put it on in a while it's but um it's like just to scroll what are the trending things what are the top things on there it's so cool um, and you get to test out so many like fun little VR games, uh, so many fun little platforming games that people came up all kind of for free, um, uh, free minus the fact that you paid it, but you just get to sample all this stuff. It was like yeah. an endless buffet of creativity. There were Kickstarters about movies made in dreams. There were Kickstarters about games that were created in, in dreams, like all of this stuff that just had this, like this cool possibility, um, to it that just never realized that kind of stuff. But uh, Media Molecule really got the most out of this in terms of highlighting the people who were there. They really made sure that those people who have dedicated themselves to this, we're going to make sure that we highlight you and your work um, and make sure that we make people care about this. But they didn't make them care about the game. And I think that's really a Sony problem. And I think, too, like, you know, it came out like the t- like the very, very, very tail end of the PS4's life, st- uh, life cycle. You know what I mean? Because it was what? Like yeah, probably yeah. September or not September, uh, like February or, or March of 2020. Um, you know, so so that's that's tough um, for them to sort of like have to uh, get over that. Not get over that, but like. They, there was no like PS5 version of Dreams, you know what I mean? Or there was no like additional like PS5 support for Dreams other than the support that they did for the PS4 version. But uh, I think what you said about like it being free or something like that, like on every PS5 or something would have been like a really solid way to get people to be like, just, I don't know, like on my PS5 is Astrobot and this Dreams thing. Like, see what this is about, you know? That would have been nonstop potential for this. Yeah. Um, I typed in in the internet uh, Dreams release date, and it turns out um, in 1977, 
um, Dreams was released as the second single from Rumors um, in March, while in the United Kingdom, the song was released the, as the third single in June of huh. 1977. So Yeah, okay. Well, that, you know, so they, I guess, did have a lot of time to work on it. Um, yeah. Uh, additionally, though, uh, Media Molecule, the Dreams studio, has, is saying goodbye to um, Mark Healy, who was uh, he co-founded Media Molecule um, and has been working there for 17 years. Um, and he, he has not said exactly what he's going on to do, I don't think. Um, but his LinkedIn profile does says, say that he is open to work. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to oh, hire well, Matt Healy, um, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, they I have nothing but nice things to say about him here. Uh, it looks like uh, they says, Mark, we're going to we'll miss you. Uh, we wish you the very best on your next adventure. Thank you for everything. We promise to always stay a bit weird, um, which is cute. So it seems like that is not, uh, you know, it, it's not like some. Some horrific departure, but also, yeah, yeah. And I, I do think the thing that's interesting um, is uh, that they talked about they're working on their next project. So maybe they're mm-hmm. officially like going full development mode on the next dreams, on the next thing that they can do. And I think maybe that's a good thing. Uh, and I, as as much as dreams never got a hardcore, not hardcore, a mainstream audience behind it. Um, their game Little Big Planet did, and Little Big Planet was very profitable for for Sony. So and fun. Sorry, it's also a fun game, right? People like. Little I've never played a Little Big Planet game, but damn, Sackboy's Big Adventure, or excuse me, Sackboy colon a Big Adventure. Uh, it's a good game. Hey, hey, I get why people kind of slept on it because like it was not like the game for the PS5 that everyone was like, holy shit, this is crazy. But uh, it's free on PS Plus right now. And it's like pretty good. Free. Free is my favorite number. Yeah. And uh, it's an excellent co-op game um, that I'm enjoying a lot with Elena. Do you think Archie could play? Uh, I think he might have a little bit of difficulty with the levels that use gimmicks. So like anytime you have like a boomerang or a grapple hook or something like that, uh, I, I think he might have a, have a tough time with that. Or there- when it makes a sa- it makes a sound when Sackboy dies out of the controller where he's oh, like, ah! okay, yeah, I was going to ask I any like the, like the, the dual sense features. Does yeah. it do anything? Does it vibrate a little? It vibrates a little bit. I mean, when he gets when he's getting his, you know, beat, he when he's getting beat up. But Any sound at all in the game when you play it? Yeah, there is there is there is audio in it. Yeah, bright it, flashing colors. There is one level that's set to the fucking song Uptown Funk. Did I talk about this last week? Yeah, you did. You did. You did. It was incredible. It was out of nowhere for no reason. It's like, what is this? It's like, <laughs> it's like, yo, Uptown Funk came on 2013. This is incredible. This is my favorite game. <laughs> Hey, I mean, if they got the rights to it, better play that before it gets delisted. Uh, that's actually true. Um, but I was playing with Elena, and she's like, "Is this kind of like the game you just played?" I was like, in reference to Hi-Fi Rush, and I was like, "This is exactly like that." <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, Justin, there's an interesting topic that um, your brother-in-law Adam brought up to us uh, this past week that that we think is worth worth talking about. You want to read what he said here? Sure, he, he put out uh, an initial little, we're going to call this our viewer mail segment or viewer text. Uh, where, you know, if, if you want to, uh, you know, send us a message for us to read, uh, we will, or you can just text us as yeah, well. Yeah, text us at, here's my phone number, uh, 12. <laughs> That's it? Yep. 
I'm texted um, right now. Yeah, texting just, 12. Anyway, um, uh, Adam said, people are pointing out how Nintendo has nothing announced after Pikmin 2 for August of 2023. In September 2023, Nintendo is having an in-person event. What are the chances the next Switch is going to be announced? And what are the chances a better version of Tears of the Kingdom will be announced for that system? He goes on to say, my hope, Super Switch is announced with a, Mar- with a new Mario game. Super Switch is backwards compatible with Switch games and most accessories. Tears of the Kingdom is $70 because the game has free Super Switch upgrade. Boom, everyone goes crazy. Mic drop, Mario literally backflips off the stage. Swan Woo-hoo! dives into a mosh pit. I'm adding this last part to yeah, it. Yeah. Um... When he sent this to us, by the way, you can if you have any thoughts that you want us to talk about, um, DM us on Twitter at HitboxPod or become a Patreon uh, subscriber, producer, Patreon helper. You our Patreon dot com slash HitboxPod. Patreon buddy. Hey buddy. Uh, you can message us on there um, and we'll read it on the show for sure. But um, he, he texted us and, and I, I would be down for this. Uh, I think that we I mean, we've talked a lot about like, hey, the switch hardware is not great. Um, Some of that has to do with developers not really knowing how to develop for it. You look at Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, um, but then other times you look at like something like Xenoblade and like that game looks great. Um, But I think it's no surprise that um, the Switch is is due for a hardware upgrade. Uh, If that is the case, I wouldn't like be surprised if that happens this year. Um, They kind of pulled the Switch OLED out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And then that, that came out two months later. Uh, and, and I mean, even the original switch was like, they announced it when, and like, it's like October, wasn't it? And then it was out in January or something like that. Yeah. It was a really quick turnaround for that. Um, so, so I, like, I, I, this doesn't seem out of the, uh, or, uh, like completely, uh, unexpected for me. Um, but I, I don't know, like, you know, I, I think it's a good point saying that like, you know, after August, uh, there, there's nothing, uh, cause you got Pikmin four coming, you know? Um, but they kind of tend to do that. Don't they? Where they'll do like the first half of the year with some big hitters, you know, we had fire emblem engage. We've got Zelda and Pikmin, um, advanced wars. <laughs> Zelda, like it's just Zelda, you know, um, Zelda, you know, yeah. Zelda, the, you know, the shit, the fucking shit. Right. Um, <laughs> but then the second half of the year is, is a little bit, uh, more of an unknown, but they tend to do that. Right. Like what, what do you think about, about all this? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think the things not being released until after August, I don't think that necessarily screams to me um, that they're going to release new hardware. An in-person event... Oh, right, because they do have that. ...is the thing that screams to me new hardware. Um, because, uh, again, I'm not like necessarily like in on what the uh, event is and who's invited to it, if there's tickets, if it's open to the public, if it's open to like industry people or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that seems to me Nintendo's very like intentional about this kind of stuff. Um, and I know they're not going to E3, but they wouldn't have a live event unless it was something that was worth showing live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be more likely that if they were coming out with the new hardware, what would be the game that would be coming out with that new hardware? Zelda. Mario. Oh, Mar- sure. Right. Right. I mean, obviously, like, I think the Zelda is going to be on the the new hardware, right? Like, no matter what, they're going to get Tears of the Kingdom to run on their new thing, whether it's backwards compatible or a new upgrade or just a new fucking $70 thing. That's that's what they do. So that's the thing. So so, uh, he responded. You read his additional response after we both sort of talked about it a little bit. My thing is, like, 
it would have to be to me it would have to be a switch upgrade and not a whole new console right because if they were to say like okay and breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom runs way better here i think that would make people upset because it's like yo i just paid 70 dollars for this you know four months ago you know um but yeah i don't i don't think they'd market it as it runs better it's just you it would run better the wii u version versus the switch version right right yeah, yeah you know like and like the switch version is not perfect they still have a lot of issues with how that ran but it just runs better you if you play that game do not play it on the wii u if you have the option yeah if you can find a wii u um play it on on the switch so i'm sure that would be how they kind of go about that and you know they're they're clever enough at marketing that they would be able to market something to get people to buy that mm-hmm. i love the idea about like if because it's 70 dollars, they have the free upgrade if you have it for the original switch that would be great that seems way too consumer friendly for, for me nintendo. For, what, for nintendo <laughs> yeah. um that they would do something like that i just think the idea that their their 70 dollars game breath of the wild is as triple a of a triple a game that nintendo can get um there are very few games i would like put up there with with being like this is like the top of what nintendo can do um in terms of a video game that 70 dollars makes sense i mean a mario game would make sense for 70 dollars for me uh, Zelda game would make sense at $70. Pikmin? You know, like... Yeah. So, and that's just what the industry is doing. Remember when people were giving Sony shit for this, and now everyone does this. Right. Um, and if anything, I kind of like the $70 price, not because I like to pay more money for things, because we already know I don't. Um, but there's just more price points that a game can be released at not everything is released at 70 a lot of things are but you still have 60 dollar games 40 dollar games 40 games 20 dollars like there's there's just another option for um people to uh put a game out in a margin that's going to make them profit so they can make more wonderful video games Mm -hmm. i was sort of going back and forth too about him saying like you know and maybe it's a mario game that launches alongside the system that comes out in at the end of the year and i was like yeah but when's the last time that like a like a zelda game and a mario game coming out in the same year oh 2017 <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah that did happen right um yeah i i wouldn't like i would love this if this were the case i would be all for it um i did just buy a switch oled <laughs> so yeah. what are you, what are you use, gonna you do can use it Whatever. you can use it hide it behind a dog poster like i did and, and play ring fit on it once a millennia is that where you your switch oled is no, no, my Switch OLED is being used frequently, but my old oh, Switch. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. My original. Let me just take a take a second here. It's hiding. Oh, look at that. Behind the paw. You can't see because my mic's there. Yeah. There it there is. There it is. Oh, see, I right see right behind the pause and enjoy life sign. That's cute. Because the, the dog pause. Yeah. I do like I do like dogs, if you didn't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh I think painfully I'm aware. Yeah, as you hold up a, a piece of art that is uh dog related <laughs> which was blocking the switch initially um yeah but but like i would i would i would buy i would buy a, i would buy a nice switch if it also had nice games on it that could justify the hardware you know what i mean like i think that's i think for me that's that's one of the big things right can you justify the hardware probably i'm just saying um, switch no first party exclusives on the new super switch are announced but in the in the trailer you just see Master Chief. Um, or if they were like, hey, Super Switch, also we fixed the fucking Joy-Cons. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, or I've been, if Microsoft, yeah. Is, Microsoft is like, and Call of Duty will be an exclusive to Nintendo Switch from here on out. <laughs> yeah, well, this, I'd be like, this is weird, so I need to get on board with this. Um, <laughs> they, uh, By the way, I've been using the, um, I'm forgetting it, like Nixus, it's called or something like that, the that GameCube WaveBird Switch oh, controller. Yeah. Uh, it's 
hands down the best switch controller I've ever used. It it not only feels really good um, when it is uh, like when I'm playing on a TV, but it feels fantastic on the actual like sides of the switch as well. Uh, I have a hard time playing a switch in bed because I find that I don't have a good grip on the joy cons on the side of the switch, but with the way that the, the controller is like contoured and whatever, like you just have a really good grip on it. Um, but the problem is it's too big. Like it doesn't fit in my switch carrying case. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah. So I have to like bring it like the full controller in my backpack with me, but I think they just announced, I don't know if they're selling them yet. Let me look. Um, uh, uh, Nixie, it's N Y X I. Um, they, I think they just, <laughs> um, they're selling. Yeah, here it is, <laughs> a carrying case for the um, for the the switch if it's got their controllers on it. Oh, okay, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, but like, I don't want to buy it because like. <laughs> I have a great case, but also, <laughs> but it doesn't do the function you need it to it do. So do because function. it doesn't do the function, you should make yourself happy. Yeah, it's only thirty five bucks, which, as far as like a, a case goes, it's not terrible. And um, it seems like it's a pretty solid. Like, there's like a lot of features in here. Like, you can like prop up your switch using it, so you don't have to use the the kickstand. Although this, the kickstand yeah. on the OLED is pretty good, but. You know, I could make a case that you should buy that case. I think you could. I think you could. What do I go with? Dark gray, gray, light gray, or blue? What color is your is your controller? Uh, it's that blue Wavebird color. So blue might might not be bad. All right, all right. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. The Wavebird, great controller and excellent on the Switch. It's called the Wizard on on here because I imagine that they cannot say. <laughs> Wavebird, yeah. They also, they don't have the fun little. Do they have the same like uh, shoulder button with the double pressed? No, no. Instead, it's more like um, it's more like a computer mouse where you just like a really quick click. Um, it feels really good. I, it is like I said, just it's a very very solid um, controller. But I'll probably get this because I'm a broken human being. I mean, yeah, it, like in terms of like, again, like in terms of being like a switch pro controller, this thing is like super, super good. Um, but that's all. Justin, you got anything else to add here before we close the show out? Uh, I finished watching Andor and I like it. Good. I watched. Hmm. You making Nothing. something up? <laughs> uh, here's one game changer. Are you familiar? No. Um, this is, uh, <laughs> so to watch it, I'll give you, I would give you my password should you want it. Um, you, you need to subscribe to dropout TV. Um, it's like college humor. Oh, it's like all college humor people. Um, they, they run a bunch of different, uh, shows, but game changer is a game show where the game changes every single episode and the contestants don't know what the game is going to be. Um, <laughs> and so it's just a bunch of like improv comedy people all, having to do like on the fly improv uh, and it's very funny and uh, I've, been actually wa- great. I've been watching that with Elena and we are having a hoot and a holler with it although let me say this <laughs> half of the episodes you watch and you go that was a complete waste of fucking time and the other but, half, and the other half you go that was the greatest half hour of television I've ever watched <laughs> so it's like it's Hit or miss, but when it hits, it hits. When it misses, you're very, like, what is this? Very similar to watching uh, Star Wars 
content. Like some of it you watch, you're like, wow, this is can't do it. The Last Jedi, and the other thing you watch, uh, this is Rise of Skywalker, and you don't know which one I'm referencing <laughs> yeah, as the good or bad like one, that. do you? I like that. Um, <laughs> I uh, also, Elaine and I were like, should we watch Succession? We've heard a lot of people talking about Succession. Have you watched this show? No, no. Um. Oh well. Oh, did did you? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> curious if you liked it but <laughs> um I, I people keep talking about it but i'm like i got better call saul to watch mm-hmm. um that's the only other one i know i have to watch but yeah um i just don't have a lot of i just don't watch a lot of tv you know what i mean although i did watch a two and a half hour long video of someone uh, talking about the vampire diaries um i've not watched that show but uh she was very Isn't that funny she was very she she had a lot to say about it and i was hooked Jenny, Isn't it funny Jenny how, Nicholson like, I, on YouTube. Excellent. What are you saying? I don't have time to watch this like great tele- Emmy winning television, but boy, I can watch a three hour video on my on my phone as I'm just delaying doing anything productive. I can do that easily. But I'll also say like when I watch that sort of stuff, like I will generally like when it's just like someone like talking to the camera, I will generally not like sit down to watch it. You know, yeah. like I'll listen to it as I'm like making lunch or whatever. Like it's not like a whatever. But um, Jenny Nicholson solid youtube subscription service right. not service well, person she's she's also i watched this is true uh here as long as we're recommending youtubers jacob geller um he's a fantastic uh if you're looking for like excellent games criticism uh he's excellent he also does stuff outside of games criticism i just watched he has a video um about the death penalty in the united in the united states that just went up it's like an hour long uh and it is fascinating it is grim it is um it's very interesting in my opinion. And, um, it changed a lot about how I, uh, see that sort of stuff. And, and, um, it looks a lot darker than I was expecting the Jacob Geller one. Yeah. It, I mean, it, like, it, you know, he talks about like the horrors of the death penalty and, and yeah, what yeah. that means. And it's also, it's very interesting. Um, you know, he, he, he says the horrors of the universal paper clips and space engine. I don't know what that is. I haven't watched that f- one. He's great. You got to find, watch it to find out. Um, he, he has a lot of excellent YouTube video essays. His essay on um, Returnal, by the way, is, is fucking yes, it's, incredible. Is a hell of our own creation. Incredible. Incredible. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, if you feel so inclined, hop into our Discord server. Link to that is in the description of this episode. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, that is patreon.com slash hitbox pod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer. Get your name read in the episode like Jay Knoll, like Dave Parker. Get that additional 30 minute bonus episode. We've got a bunch of bonus episodes on there. It's great. All right. What do you want from me? We're just. We're always cranking these things out. We got additional interesting conversations that we have. Um, we're going to talk about how we recommend video games to people today. And I think that's interesting. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about when you um, run into people who are like, so let's talk about video games. And you're like, what do you like? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, and they're like, what do you think I should like? And like, ah, you gotta, I got to know more. Um, where was I going with all that? You can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. <laughs> Remember to rate the episode in your podcast player of choice. If you feel so inclined, I'm not your dad, though. All right. <laughs> I'm not. You could be. You could be. So you don't have to unless I am, in which case eat your vegetables. Come on. What are we doing here? I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing around. <laughs> I'm not your dad. Uh, yeah, if I was your dad, I wouldn't make you eat vegetables. I'd be I'd be cool. I'd be like, 
Oh, I, my kids are going to eat Brussels sprouts. Like, they're not leaving. They're not my kids if they don't like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are great. Yeah, I know. It's like was, a mini cabbage. I was told a lie as a child that Brussels sprouts suck. Who told you that lie? My mom. My mom, her whole thing was she would never. <laughs> what? My mom would never make us eat things that she herself wouldn't eat. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, she, like, thought, like, steamed broccoli and cauliflower were, like, the worst things in the world. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't eat them as kids. Or like, or certain vegetables we wouldn't eat because she just she really hated them. Uh, Brussels sprouts, S tier veggie. They're awesome. Cauliflower and broccoli steamed in it, like in with like a bunch of other vegetables as well. S tier. All right. I I've I've had a vegetable revolution. I used to think I was a fruit guy. I might be leaning a lot more towards vegetables. Uh, I used to not like tomatoes and then I went to college and had tomatoes on my own a sort of like kind of level playing field and I was like where have you been all my life you're incredible you belong on every sandwich every sandwich you belong on tomato <laughs> that's why you should vote for Peter Spetek for president in 2024 how old do you have to be to be the president like 30 you're probably too young but running on the tomato uh platform you get an automatic bypass my running mate is mayor mccheese thanks so much for listening Uh, always remember old games are old we'll catch you next time bye bye I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>